You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Thank you so much for listening. Joe Neal and Scott Galetti live from Sandia Resort and Casino, specifically the Sandia Sports Bar. 50 TVs, great food, great drink, local beers on tap, everything you need to watch Monday Night Football and any of your favorite sports. That's the Sandia Sports Bar. All right, we're going to talk to our coach, David Williams. And uh, Coach, I know you're always optimistic getting to your seat there at University Stadium, and I'm sure that's how you were on Saturday. Uh, Your thoughts and your observations, and I'm going to shut up and listen. That that excitement uh, and exuberance about Lobo football has really faded because it's just a really uh, disappointing situation. Uh, the fact that we are getting we are getting handled just weekly by teams that we would go into the season and look at and, and think we've got a chance. I was talking with another Lobo fan today who talked about, you know, looking at this football schedule this season, uh, it looked like the Lobos really had a chance to make a statement. And at, at this point, why would we think that a team like UNLV, with the recent history they've had in football, would come in here and beat the Lobos by five touchdowns? And uh, there's just no reason to expect that. And honestly, and I know that you listen diligently also, Coach Gonzalez just keeps saying the same thing after the game and same goals and the same opportunity, and we're still working. Uh, and I just think realistically if it would be tough to continue to invest into that program. Well, um, I don't know if you heard earlier today they announced the um, they had uh, made a move or a change uh, with the special teams coach. Had you were you aware of that? I had heard that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, they, you know, they're they're trying to. Is that one of those things where you do it at this point in the season with three uh, weeks to go? Uh, is that going to make things any more cohesive in the short term? I, I, well, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you, you got to move clarification. It. Was it was it somebody that they let go from the staff, or did they just reassign some people within the staff and make someone else responsible? No, for well, this? Sam, read the headline. I mean, it just came out. Sam's got the press release. Read it right now, Sam. Yeah, they they let go the special teams coach, uh, Coach okay. Williams. Jamie Christian relieved of his duties today. By the way, a former special teams coach uh, with Coach Gonzalez, uh, at, or he was a coach with Coach Gonzalez back at Arizona State, including one of the responsibilities, was a special teams coach. So, okay, uh, a little bit of background. Your thoughts, Coach Williams? Well, I, I just think that um, that's just taking a pot shot at something and seeing if it will remedy. Uh, uh, frankly, that's that's one of those things that coaches do possibly to take just a little bit of heat off of the publicity that's coming out and people would question what's going on with those special teams and say, well, um, we have made a change in that. I, at, at this point in the season, come on now, we would think that in every phase of the game uh, we were doing the best that we can do. There's not. I read in the paper today about young players and, and being over, uh, overpowered and that sort of thing. I mean, these are college kids that have been in – seven and eight games, and they're no longer inexperienced. They're ready. And now, if it's a matter of putting them in the wrong place, if it's a matter of putting a player in a situation that he's overmatched physically and has no chance of success, well, 
then then you've got to look at the coaching assignments and the responsibilities and techniques of all that. I I, I just think that's one of those situations where maybe we just drop a guy to the tight ends coach and make somebody else uh, responsible for okay. the uh, coordination in those special teams because they hear they need a different voice. I got you. I got you. All right, Coach. Uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit about something that gets you really uh, more excited. We'll just say that. We'll we'll talk about some high school football. You and Scott Galetti are going to be on the call uh, on Friday night at Milne Stadium. Milne Stadium, I believe. If you had to guess what year Milne Stadium was built, Coach, would you 1937. Know? Okay. I was going to say 1937. But I wasn't sure, okay? Yeah, 1937. You, I all believe right, it was so a WPA project, you know. <laughs> so we're not going to have to, you know, broadcast the games with tin cans and, and string. No. Uh, you know, Scott Galetti was over there today. We've got a wonderful connection there at that press box. And you've got, you know, the four seeds. Field Sandy. looks awesome, by the way. Oh, it's been a few years since we've been. I don't think we've been there since they remodeled the field. Yeah, and we're hoping for a great environment. Go ahead, Coach. No, I was just going to say for the players and coaches, uh, it, it's a great place to play. Uh, they have enlarged the locker room so you don't have to be a troll to get down under the stands and, <laughs> and, and go in at halftime. And so it's, uh, it, it's, it's a good situation. It's a, there was a time when the light poles at Milne were down on the field, so at least they've moved those back out behind the stands, and it's a good place. And now there's paved parking, great for fans. Everything's oh, good. Oh, man. Well, and a few years ago, they put in state-of-the-art lights, too. So they might yeah, have the best lights in the Duke City. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. That's it, right. yeah. You guys will be there on Friday night. Again, uh, Scott and you will be calling at Sandia Rio Rancho Gate. Let's, let's like, start with a preview of that game. I mean, well, actually, no, let's not. Let's just talk about how these teams uh, got here. Just uh, some of the comments you might have of, of the play over the weekend. Uh, you know, Rio Rancho was able to take care of West Mesa in a game I went out to uh, a lot closer than maybe a lot of people thought it might have been before Rio Rancho pulled away. Uh, Sandia's got a week off before. Before they play Rio Rancho, the game that we have, how much of an advantage is that that um, Sandy has got a, a, a week to get rested? Uh, that weren't like drastically different during the regular season. It was just that Rio Rancho had to play probably one more game to face off against Sandia. What kind of advantage is it to Sandia to have that week off, Coach? And, and Sandia is in a very very interesting situation because um, they're. Next to last game, they were thumped by their rival, La Cueva, 51 to nothing in just two quarters. The next week, they had a non-district game oh my gosh. Uh, against Cibola. Sandia. Cibola. Sandia. Yes. And did not play well. Did not. Ooh. I mean, they escaped with a victory, but not the tune-up that they wanted. So um, I suspect that gave the coaches the opportunity to go in the open date and work and get after it and say, you know, we're not going to beat these other teams. I think Sandy is probably the surprise team in the metro area in terms of a win-loss record and more competitive and made the, made the playoffs with a good seed and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, and Rio Rancho, um, you know, they're good. And, and uh, they, they finished their season getting knocked off by a district rival pretty handily. So both teams recognize that they can advance to the semifinals. I think Rio Rancho would be the favorite team, but 
Uh, Sandy is right there if they'll compete early and show that they can uh, be on the field and score some points. Well, what I like is it looks to be a competitive game, and those absolutely kind of you got to pick and choose here based on some of the scores that we've seen. Hobbs uh, destroys Clovis uh, over the weekend, fifty to thirteen. Uh, that rivalry, unfortunately, is not back in the like back in the old days, like we no. remember. Uh, Hobbs going to visit Cleveland, and good luck with that, Hobbs. Uh, we mentioned Rio Rancho a thirty-five to twenty-one uh, winner over West Mesa. That game was was tight going into the fourth quarter, no doubt about. It and they'll be playing Sandy, who got the bye. How about Farmington, uh, the number 11 seed coming into Albuquerque, coming all the way from the four corners and beating Volcano Vista 31 21? Coach, tell me what was going on with that. The Scorpions led 18 0 at half. Probably a situation of uh, the coach's evaluation would be that um, the Hawks came in a little flat. Probably looking forward to trying to get it to a to a semifinal game. Uh, Farmington a rematch, had been up. yeah, yeah. Farmington had been up and down, and they'd win a game, lose a game, and did again did not finish the season particularly strong. And for them to get in and and then have to travel again, uh, you know, you would think that Volcano Vista would be in sh- good shape. Farmington has a very solid team. They do great things on offense, and they've got a kid playing quarterback uh, who is just a monster in terms of his structure. He's a great, big, tall, heavy kid. He's yep. hard to bring down. He can see over everyone to make throws, and he, and he flips the ball out there pretty well. We're talking and they've about, got LaCueva. Yeah, yeah go they got go LaCueva now, and it's going to be a tough challenge, Coach, but Farmington's a perfect example of a team where – you have to find a way to reset. It's a new season come playoff time. I mean, they're a perfect example of that. What would be the way that you would talk to your kids about that? They, you know, no matter what happened at the end of the regular season, I mean, they had some tough matchups, but everybody's 0-0 zero and zero again. How would you get that into your kids? I'd be talking to them about the fact that uh, we had really high expectations going into this season because we've had a couple of good years in a row. We've established ourselves. We know what we're doing, and we play hard. Sometimes we're not concentrating like we should. And down the stretch, I need some leadership. I need kids to give me uh, quality time when we're in practice. When it's game time, let's get after it and and see if we can't make some of those things come true. And they're going to need all of that Friday night against La Cueva. He's our coach, David Williams, here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Back to the Lobo game, Coach. I did want to ask you, as as the game was starting to get away, there were a few different kickoffs. UNLV kicks it off, and... It seemed like some of the returners for the Lobos, you know, they'd catch it right around the goal line and were trying to make something happen. And it's only a few yards. It's not like you're that far behind, but it seemed like they were trying to maybe press a little bit and make that one big play to match UNLVs and starting behind the 25 a little bit. Did you get that sense? Well, you know, the kid has the idea of this is my one chance to, to make something big happen. Uh, Williams, you were talking last week on the radio about, you know, the teams that had to make things happen and excite everybody. But everybody also needs to know their role on the team. I need to get us, when I catch this kickoff, I need to get us the best field position we can. And that means make a fair catch. Let's start at the 25. That's a good situation. Instead of taking another kickoff and trying to run it up and get yardage and break one and 
most likely that's not going to happen. And they're gonna they're gonna try again. Now it's all you can do is at Boise, at Fresno, Utah State. I mean, does that make it any easier, Coach, to flush this game, knowing the history, especially at Boise State, knowing what a challenge this is gonna be? You're on that blue field. I mean, all you can do is focus on what's right in front of you. Does that make it any easier to flush this one now that you're playing on that blue field? I I I don't think that there's. I mean, we may hear some propaganda that says, you know, we're ready to go and we're practicing as hard as we can and we're going to do the best. I don't know. I mean, realistically, uh, the, the Lobos have uh, had the opportunity for a really productive season, and now we're getting thumped, and we're getting thumped on a regular basis, and, and we're going to go to Boise State, and if they score early and often, everybody on the bus is going to look at each other and go, here we go again. So it, it's not going to get any easier. All right. Well, by the way, um, I'm looking here. The, the early point spread in that game is uh, Boise State's favored by uh, thir- 24 and a half points. So I mean, that kind of falls in line with, yeah. with what your concern was uh, there, Coach Williams. All right. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, I know how hyped you and Scott are for Saturday night, or excuse be great. me, Friday night, Friday night, uh, Milne Stadium built in 1937. We've got Rio Rancho High visiting Sandia High, and uh, you'll be on the call with Scott pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7. Looking forward to that. And then we're going to take you through the semis and then in the finals of the state football playoffs. All right, take a break. When we come back, we're going to uh, get into a little Lobo men's basketball where they're going to take the court tonight against Texas Southern and we'll tell you a few things about Texas Southern that you might not have known and might make you a little bit more even more interested maybe even get you to go out and get to the pit and buy a ticket we'll do that when we come back Joe O'Neill Scott Galetti live from the Sandia Sports Bar with Sam Hauser back in studio thanks again to our coach David Williams Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017 The Team